0: Are there any general guidelines of when the other party will pay for the other party's attorney's fees hey hey welcome to the wtf divorce podcast my name is rob roseman on this show we talk about everything divorce whether you're thinking about divorce going through it or figuring out life after divorce co-parenting dating we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from If you want more help, head on over to wtfdivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. Real quick, let's talk about today's sponsor. The WTF Divorce Podcast is sponsored by Our Family Wizard. If you're a co-parent, you know how frustrating it can be constantly going back and forth with your ex about the kids, schedule, and expenses. Our Family Wizard helps keep everything organized in one app, making co-parenting communication less stressful. More about how Our Family Wizard can help in a few minutes. But now, on to today's show. We also get a lot of questions about uh, attorney's fees. I think, it, obviously, it depends on the case. But are there any general guidelines of when the other party will pay for you know the other party's attorney's fees? Any thoughts on that?
1: So it's not automatic. And so that's uh, a myth where I read that a lot in some of the forums on social media where it's like, oh, no, they're going to automatically pay. Not necessarily. You do need to go to a hearing on that and request that from the court. And there's an analysis that goes along with that, which is whether you have a need and the other person has the ability to pay. And that's just one analysis. There's different ways of trying to get um, the other side to pay your fees. But if it's because you don't have the funds to pay, because let's say you were home with the kids, which is extremely, I I was home for the first three months of my twins' lives and I thought it was the hardest job. Um, I know being a lawyer is challenging, but Kudos (laughs) Kudos <laughs> to all the parents staying home with their kids. Anyway, um, so let's say you are home with the kids and you don't have the funds, um, you know, readily available or sufficient funds. Okay, well maybe that's something you could talk to the attorney about. Hey, how much money is it going to take for me to get us to that hearing where I can request funds from the other side, and is it worth it? Because if if you have a relatively simple um, case, you may not want to go and spend a bunch of money going on a hearing. Maybe you can resolve that in mediation or through the collaborative process, or just engaging in some sort of negotiation, we can sign a contract and be done.
0: You mentioned social media. This is kind of a new thing. I'm sure you have stories. Are the posts that people make, are those admissible in court? Any advice that you would give people when they're going through the divorce process? What to post on social media?
1: Okay, don't post anything disparaging about the other parent. We will find it. Because as the other side, of course, I'm going to go in and take a look to see if there's any evidence that we can use against you. So be mindful of what you're posting. Not only that, not, not only just litigation wise or like for purposes of evidence, but also if you have kids that are using social media and you're posting about the other parent, you don't want your kids to be reading that or anybody else in the community to be reading that and then telling your kids about it. So I think we have to be mindful about what we're posting and who can see it and the effect it may have on the rest of the family, on your kids.
0: It's not just about your case, because as I tell most people, a lot of your divorce really starts after the papers are signed. That's when you do have to co-parent with these people. Uh, Do you see that? Is that like a a disconnect that you see where people are just going all out in their case and don't really see that they're gonna have to parent with this person in a month?
1: And going back to what you said, going back to the notion of how do you know whether your attorney is a good fit, your attorney should be mindful about the divorce's impact on your family. I know it's not a traditional response, but every time I suggest one um, route for litigation, you know, how old are the kids? Is this going to affect them in any way? Um, not, They should not be apprised of the litigation, but I just wouldn't suggest any strategy moves outside of court that would negatively, negatively affect the kids. Um, so I, I think of that first, for example, I've been, well, let's, let's exchange at a police station. No, that's going to be my last place I would, I understand that in some, in some cases, maybe you have to, and maybe the court orders that, but if you don't have to, why don't you exchange it at a more neutral place that doesn't uh, potentially scare the kids or traumatize Mm -hmm. the kids? Um, If you need somewhere neutral with lighting and cameras, you know, maybe a Starbucks or playground or picking up the children, Uh, from school and let's say the other parent doesn't know and let's say both parents are at the school and now the children are are seeing you both argue in front of them at the school you're causing a scene what's the point of this just come to a resolution and you know what you'll get a makeup time showing the next day or or resolve it but is the scene worth it because that's what the kids are going to remember after all this is said and done Mm -hmm. so i don't agree with that type of style i wouldn't agree with that one of the things that clients have to remember and i we remind them is the fact that through all this process you still have to be a co-parent and try your best to co-parent even though it's probably very it's 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 frustrating, it's draining, it's overwhelming, but you're setting the example for your kids.
0: I know when I was going through my divorce, we had to come up with, you know, the schedule and it was all written into our and meanwhile, we had no idea what our life would be like we get along. So we were able to make some adjustments. Mm -hmm. Is it the kind of thing, do people have to be worried that like, this is the be all end all once they sign that decree of the, you know, the schedule, things like that. Are they going back to their attorney every time they need to make a change?
1: No. And I think that's a hard, I think that's, that's one of the harder parts of the divorce. And it's a little bit intimidating to sign, sign off on something like that because it seems so permanent. But so that document in Florida is called the parenting plan. And so it discusses the basic time sharing, holiday time sharing, parental decision making, which is a term of art specifically in Florida, which is that both parents um, can exercise uh, decision making over the kids, or if it's one parent sole decision making. But for you know to to determine the type of schedule you're going to have, it's really difficult um, you, because you're basing it off of your current schedules, like you just said. But things change. I mean, we're humans, and now. In Florida, in order to modify a time-sharing schedule, you have to, sh- you have to prove um, a substantial change in circumstances and that it's in the best interest of the children. So I just, before my clients sign off on something, I try to ask them, okay, can you imagine this? Or can you at least see if, you know, take a step back. I know you want to get this done quickly like yesterday, but just take a step back and let me know if this works for you going forward as much as you can. If there's a change and it's inevitable, like let's say your spouse signs up To serve in the military and all of a sudden you know now there's a very former spouse excuse me and now maybe there's a change in in the time sharing schedule but that's a substantial change they may be in a different country there's no way you're going to do the 225 schedule anymore so it is uh you may have to modify in those cases but i think the harder part is when you have a a set time sharing schedule and maybe you don't have proof of substantial change in circumstances other than the fact that maybe it doesn't work for the kids anymore and then at that point, you're trying to find an angle and a way to prove to the court, hey, it's not in the best interest of the children to keep going and use this schedule, but how do you prove it's not in, in their best interest? That's, it's a hard question. It's hard to mm-hmm. kind of speculate. The court can only determine the children's best interest at that particular time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. that. And then I imagine going back to your attorney for every problem that you run into, do you deal with a lot of clients after they've signed off or do you try to you know, part ways to some extent?
1: we for the clients that for the most part i would say they've been able to handle the parenting plan and the co-parenting because when they call me i'm saying okay well swap the day you can swap you can do minor changes or like that's fine you know those are anticipated if it's a dramatic change a substantial change then yeah we have to have to go back and modify for the most part i think they're just they're tired of court (laughs) like tired of the process and they're like I'll just deal with my co-parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's serious, for example, in certain cases, perhaps one parent now has um, certain issues that they didn't have during the divorce process. Absolutely, they do have to come back to me and we have to modify because uh, we need to you know, protect the welfare of the child. So in those cases, yes, they definitely come back and we have to adjust time sharing for those types of cases.
0: Excellent. Tell people where they can find you, Christine.
1: Okay, so my website is www.kcpafamilylaw.com and my Instagram profile is at Christine Cardona, PA. And my name is spelled K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-E. My last name is C-A-R-D-O-N-A.
0: The WTF Divorce Podcast is sponsored by Our Family Wizard. If you're a co-parent, you know how frustrating it can be, constantly going back and forth with your ex about the kids, schedules, and expenses. Our Family Wizard helps keep everything organized in one app, making co-parenting communication less stressful. Here's Rachel to explain how Our Family Wizard changed her co-parenting life.
1: Right after I filed for divorce, the texts and all the communicating with my ex became super stressful. Every text, every call, every time I scheduled an appointment, it was just emotionally draining. My attorney suggested using the Our Family Wizard app, And it completely saved my sanity. The constant texting stopped because all the communication moved into the app, so I could check it when I was ready to respond. And for me, I really actually needed OFW. Um, I gave my lawyer some clear documentation of, um, let's say, ridiculous disputes, and I didn't have to email him hundreds of screenshots anymore. He could see it in the app. I tell all my friends, also struggling with co-parenting, about OFW. And everyone who tries it says it's a game changer for them, too.
0: Join more than one million parents and family law professionals who trust Our Family Wizard. Go to www.ourfamilywizard.com to get started today. That's www.ourfamilywizard.com.